The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. The latest trends and hottest topics, love and sex, handled honestly and with passion. Here's Dr. Lori, CJAD 800. So excited for the show tonight. We've got the Passion View and joining me in studio after 1015, Orla Johannes, Andrea Elias, co-hosts of Now Trending. You can hear them Sundays at 2 p.m. here on CJD. Paris Mansouri will be with us. We'll be going on Facebook Live as well as of 1015. So you can certainly find us there on the CJD 800 Facebook page or my own Facebook page or any of the uh, ladies' Facebook page will be, will be there as well. Some of the things that we're going to talk about are related to womenhood. There was something that Glenn Close said uh, last night on, on the award show. I want to talk a, a, about a quote from uh, one of our listeners that I absolutely loved, and we'll talk about this. Uh, I'll tell it to you right now. Porn has given men unrealistic expectations of women, and Walt Disney has given women unrealistic expectations of men. Brilliant. Um, So we'll talk to the ladies about that. And uh, what is it to be a strong woman? And if you want to talk about sex, too, we can talk about sex, too. So all of that and, and whatever else comes up. But first... Time to check out our inbox. Your calls and texts are always welcome. Connect with Passion now at 514-790-0800 or 514-800. So I like to begin every show by answering some of your concerns, your questions that I get either by text or by email. You can send your emails to me anytime, laurie at drlaurie.com, or you can text me right here right now at 514-800. So this was one from uh, Friday, late Friday night. I had a spouse for almost 10 years. We are no longer together, but I discovered my sexuality with her, found out I have a foot fetish. I'm a little obsessed with females' feet and also kind of smell fetish. I get aroused of girls' natural scent. I prefer girls not to wear deodorant. Is that odd or strange? I felt embarrassed about my foot fetish at first, but my ex embraced, LOL. Uh, so uh, this is, it's not strange or odd the the reality is is that foot fetish a foot fetish is the most common uh fetish out there it's only problematic when you can't get aroused any other way but the fact that this is a, a preference for you or something that uh, arouses you is not a problem it's about uh, being able to open that up with a partner and to have that communication so that it can be integrated into uh, into your sexuality. We all have our preferences. It's when we become fixated on something that it can become a problem in a relationship. So, for example, if all you wanted to do was uh, rub your penis on her feet and that was the only way you could get aroused, I would say that would be a problem. But if you uh, like to look at her feet, incorporate her feet into your lovemaking session, if you uh, like to see her in, in heels or a certain type of shoe or what have you that turns you on, that's just arousing, then it's not a problem. And, uh, and I think it's, it's something that you need not be embarrassed about. It's something that would be good if you could talk to your partner about and probably something that uh, a partner who cares about you would be okay with uh, sharing that 
with you. Uh, also, the the scent uh, fetish that it's not really a fetish, but a lot of people like the natural smell of pe- of people. There are even studies done on um, the natural scents and and not just pheromones because pheromones you can't really smell, uh, but just natural scents of people. And and there's some people's natural scents attract us, and actually some could even repel us, believe it or not. And that's not, I'm not talking about perfume or deodorant. So it's interesting, but there's some kind of biological something going on there uh, when it comes to our scents and and, uh, the people that we uh, fall in love with and their scent, for example. I can't pull that research out of, I don't know exactly what it was, but I remember uh, reading something about that, uh, at least along those lines. All right, I have another question for you or uh, that I want to answer. Hi, I masturbated from age 18 to about 22, usually very quickly to avoid getting caught. I got a girlfriend at 23, but I come immediately. I have penetrated, especially if I'm starved of sex. This has affected my self-esteem and have rejected girls to avoid embarrassment. I, however, have made positive strides as I have not masturbated in close to three years now. Can I reverse the effect it gave me, or is this a life sentence? So maybe giving a, a swearing off masturbation is not the best solution in this in this case because you'll never learn. You kind of have to train yourself uh, to take your time. So. When we evaluate premature ejaculation, for example, we ask questions like, what were your first experiences like? Were they under hurried uh, conditions? Which is exactly what you describe and what many men describe who suffer from premature ejaculation, which is wanting to get it over with quickly so as not to get caught. And so you kind of train yourself uh, to, uh, to come quickly. So if... and to compound that, if you haven't ejaculated in a long time and then you go to have sex, that kind of stimulation will be extremely arousing and sensitive and you will come fast. So the best advice is before you go and have sex with your partner or before you go on that date or where you're expected to, maybe you're expecting that you're going to have sex, do masturbate beforehand. The other thing too is that you can train yourself to uh, take more time, and that is through masturbation and uh, using a, a stop and start technique. You need to become aware of your point of no return. When you're aware of that point, you can stop before you get to that point, stop the stimulation, wait a couple of seconds, start up again, wait, start up again. So you stop, you start, you stop, you start. And then eventually you allow yourself to uh, to ejaculate. So this is very common, and I'd say even more common in your age in your age group, like early twenties, uh, especially if you haven't had too much sexuality or too many experiences. But I would recommend in your case that you do masturbate. That I don't think that that's helping you to. Um, I don't think that that's necessarily a positive stride to avoid masturbation uh, completely. So I, I don't think that's helping you because then of course you will feel starved. And when you're starving, what happens 
what happens when anybody is starving? You wolf stuff down. You would wolf down food, right? You don't, you don't even taste it. You just are uh, that hungry that you, you just stuff your face. So it's very much the same thing here. It would, I mean, that's, a, that's normal that that would happen uh, in those conditions. So practice, masturbate before you go out on your date. I think that might be uh, a little bit uh, helpful. Uh, last uh, time, yes, one last question. How do you manage lovemaking when my penis works only part-time? I'm also not allowed to have Viagra type of meds. So there are definitely different options uh, that are available uh, to you. So if you can manage to get the blood flowing to your penis, you can always keep it there by using some kind of constriction ring. If you're having trouble getting the erection, you can try a penis pump, which then you have to put in the constriction ring. Then there are other more invasive options, which you would need to discuss with your physician, which includes a penile injection of a medication that works directly on the penis. It works to open up the blood vessels. There's another uh, medicated pellet that is inserted into the the urethra. And the most invasive would be uh, penile implants. So if that is something that you would... uh, think about, then I would say, uh, ask your doctor for a referral to a urologist and urologists are the ones who perform those kinds of surgeries, but you can speak to your regular, uh, GP to find out, uh, and get prescriptions for any of those other options that don't act like Viagra. That are the other, other options besides taking the pill. Uh, coming up in just a few moments, Orla Johannes, Andrea Elias, Paris Mansouri will join me in studio for the Passion View, and I'm sure it's going to get animated, fun, uh, and we'll go live on Facebook as well. Relationships on the line. Connect with Dr. Lori now. 514-790-0800. Passion. News Talk Radio. CJAD 800. I have a feeling it's going to get a little rowdy in here. Oh, joining us in studio for the Passion View, Orla Johannes and Andrea Elias, co-hosts of Now Trending, Sundays at 2 p.m. here on CJD 800, plus Paris Mansouri, our CJD 800 contributor and, and Dr. Lori replacement when I'm away. I feel like I'm the sideshow. You're not the sideshow. Side you are the it show. No, I'm the sideshow to these mavens. So great. I'm so excited to have you on my show for a change. Oh, oh yeah. We are so excited to be here. How do your husbands feel about you being on this show? They're They're not worried, aren't they? They're petrified, to be honest with you. Terrified, terrified. I I love that. I think they're calling their therapist now, to be honest (laughs) with you. Sure. That's because you told them, we're going on a sex show, but we're not really going to talk that much about sex. Actually, we're going to talk about things female and and female perspectives on stuff, which I think is is important. And Paris, you wanted to bring something up after the Golden Globes thing, right? Yes. Um, So last night, Glenn Close won. Uh, I believe it was Best Actress. And then during her speech, she paid an homage to her mother, saying that basically the the movie she won for is called The Wife. Which I loved, by the way. I thought it was great. I haven't seen it. Have you seen it? I haven't seen it either. I haven't seen it. It's excellent. It's her. It's, it's, I don't want to like spoiler alert, but it was 
really good. So in her speech, she kind of wanted to pay homage to women in general. And she mentioned how basically her mom later on in life had kind of admitted that she didn't get to live a fulfilled life. So I'm not going to ruin it. We actually have the clip that we're going to okay, listen good. to. And I would love everyone's take on it. I mean, is that where we're headed? I mean, we're all at like different kind of different ages, not so really different ages. You guys well, are all moms. The three I'm of you are the same age. I'm far older, but okay. But you guys are moms. I'm not moms. And I, was just, I thought it would be interesting to get a take on that. All right. I feel what I've learned through this whole experience is that, you know, women, we're, we're nurturers. That, that's what's expected of us. We have our children and we have our husbands, if we're lucky enough, and our partners, whoever. But we have to find personal fulfillment. We have to fill our, you know, follow our dreams. We have to say, I can do that. And I should be allowed to do that. Wow. That's powerful. That's incredibly powerful. I think it needed to be said. Everyone probably thinks it, but nobody actually says it. Yes. And also the, the expectations on women as well. Like I think sometimes our roles, we get confused as to, well, we want to do this and that. Yeah. We want to have, we want to have our cake and eat it, but, but we're allowed to, I think the whole (laughs) point was we're allowed to bake and eat the cake, (laughs) not just bake it for others. But I don't know how much, how many men in this day and age actually think that we can have our cake and eat it. Really? I I don't know. I don't really agree with that. And I also don't really believe that all women are nurturers. I think that society has pushed us in that direction. And that's just sort of a product of that. But like, I look at my household and my husband and I play the same roles when it comes to nurturing our son. And I nurture my husband the same way he nurtures me. And I don't think that that's something I do because I'm a woman. And I don't, I, I just, I don't really believe that we're all nurturers. I think we've put ourselves in that box or we've been put in that box and often believe that that's what our role is. And if we're not, then we often don't feel like we're maybe being as we're fulfilling our, our, our 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 role, role, our our job. And which is why a lot of women feel guilt. Yes. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Like yeah. I, you hear from women who go to work and yep. they feel guilty. Do the fathers feel guilty for going Probably to work? Probably not. I don't, I, I don't, I honestly don't think they do. Like I'm completely opposite to you actually, Andrea. It's true. <laughs> That's um, nothing new. I don't think. <laughs> I, I, I feel I'm, I'm in a relationship where it's um, more traditional in that I am expected to stay home and be with the children. And my husband is out there and the provider. But unfortunately, um, I'm a bit of a <laughs> go-getter. Mm-hmm. I still want my job, but yes. I still want to be there for my children. And sometimes, even though we all want our cake and eat it, it can be really, like, mentally it's uh, it, it can be difficult sometimes trying to split yourself up into pieces, you know? That's true. And, and people have often asked me, like, listen, I've been doing this for a very long time every single night plus my day job, right? So I've got the yeah. day job, the night job. And people often ask me, how, how do you do it? And I said, because I have a great a husband who does so much. And he is, you know, like you, Andrea, like he's a nurturer. He's, he does all the cooking in the house and he always did. He made the kids the lunches. Like he did a lot of the stuff, even though I was present during the day when the kids and doing their activities and stuff, I still had my stuff and he was able to support that, which is why I can do, I believe why I could do what I did, but that's because that's how we decided. Yeah. I also feel like it's generational to a large degree. Like I look at like my parents' generation, my grandparents' generation, and it really was more often than not the woman that took the step back from the career. But yes. now I see a lot of these women and they're not as fulfilled. And it's sort of like, you know, the families are grown up. 
husbands are still working or retired, but they're just, they don't have as much for themselves. And I think like that is an example to sort of the way I've chose to lead my life. You know, it set an example to a large degree. I also think social media is a huge impact Mm. because everybody gets to see how everybody is living it large and we all want to live it large. And I think that puts a lot of pressure on women who may not want to just stay at home. They do want everything and they're seeing that everyone else can have everything. Although sometimes I think on social media, it can paint a very false picture. It's the highlight reel. Yes. But honestly, I think the only thing, I mean, and I agree with Andrea that not everyone wants to have that role. But in all honesty, when you go across barriers, across continents and cultures, religions, it really, I mean, women, I think, can commiserate when it comes to that. And, and can really bond over that regardless of what your background is. I think, you know, in an age when there's a Me Too movement that's divisive, race is divisive, who you're going to vote for is divisive. I think as women and as mothers, it's the one thing that can unite. It does, but it, it, it also doesn't speak to all women because I think there are plenty of women who choose yes. to be... Mm-hmm. Uh, to be nurturing at home, full-time, love it. This is their passion. This is this is fulfilling. And that, to them, is having it all. So we have to be careful that yeah. we also don't yep. judge the women who choose to stay home, who yeah. choose to yeah. say, this is my career. The only thing I worry about in, in situations like that is I see them in therapy later when their kids are grown. They don't, they're not needed anymore or needed much less. And then it's like... I know I'm their mother and I know I'm this the, the wife, but yeah. who's me? Yes. Yeah. And what, what what do I like to do? I don't know. Like I've asked women, like, so what do you like to do? Like what are your hobbies? Uh, I don't have any. I don't know what I like. I, so. do, I just find sometimes it can be so difficult as a mom of two children to try and have everything and do everything. Um, but, but what's I, everything? You know, again, well, like what's everything? Why does it have to be everything? Well, I want to work out. I want to look good. I want to go for my facials. I want to get my nails done. I'd mm-hmm. like to go shopping. I'd like to do lunch with my friends. I'd like to work on the radio. I would Jeez, like you're to you're busy, Arla. I love you all. I want your life. I, you know what? I'd still like to be at home in the evening looking good for my husband. I'd still like to have a meal on the table, but I just can't seem to do everything. I have do to you pick cook? and choose. Do you cook as well? Okay, my husband's listening right now and, and, and he's yelling the answer. <laughs> out what well which is well you know what um occasionally because when i have the time but sometimes i make great meals um and he just chooses to eat something else (laughs) but does he cook for the family i mean my husband does not cook the only time he cooked was when we were dating and he decided to impress me with a chicken salad but he ran out of gas (laughs) for the barbecue (laughs) no he's very traditional um but i i that's having all everything is doing all of what i just said and sometimes it can be very stressful too much on your plate so but i still wouldn't want to be that woman that comes to a therapist like years and years later not having done anything because it is easier to just focus on one thing right yeah i i think it's yeah i think it's kind of going back to what you just said Lori. is it's sort of doing what makes you happy and, um, you know, if it is staying home, then if that if that makes you happy and you feel fulfilled. But it is. I agree, Orla. It is hard to find the balance and try to get everything done. I think often, though, it just comes down to trying to do what feels right yeah. then and what makes you happy then and just and then, kind of worrying about it later. And then I think about, Orla, you're mentioning, all. I want to do all those things. I didn't hear you once say sex. 
in all those things, Orla. No, I did. Room for sex. In my own words, I said, look hot for my husband in the evening. (laughs) I heard it. I've only been on the show for, what, seven minutes or so. I'm too shy to say that word already. What is the sex show? (laughs) Ask me in the second half of the show. Okay, good. You know, on this show, you're allowed to say those words. Okay. So you don't say on Sundays. Let me add to that list. Putting lingerie on and looking hot for my husband and having sex. <laughs> okay. Right Add that to the list. Add that to the promos on CJ <laughs> We'll use that for our show. <laughs> oh, but you know, talking about expectations, uh, there was a, a texter a couple of weeks back. I think Paris, you were on, on the show with us. And by the way, you're listening to the, the passion view with, uh, Orla, Andrea and Paris. And we're live on Facebook. So you can watch and interact with us during the breaks as well. Um, there was a guy who texted in said porn has given men unrealistic expectations of women and Walt Disney has given women unrealistic <laughs> expectations oh of men, Slightly which different. I thought was brilliant. <laughs> this is not br- yeah. a brilliant quote, and it is yeah. so true. You're talking yeah. about learning the nurturing role and learning what men have to be princes and men have to take care of us, and they swoop in, and 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 that's all. Once they come, they just take over, you know. <laughs> And that's so not the way it works. It's unfair to men as well. So this is something I want to talk about coming up uh, as well. So that's one topic. And then we'll talk about strong uh, women. I, I read this article. I thought it was brilliant. Strong women would rather spend their time alone than waste their time with a-holes. I'm not going to say the whole word. Um, and then, uh, oh, God, what to do when your libidos don't match. We'll see if you want to uh, add. <laughs> we'll get you talking about sex yet. Yet. Your husbands will be mortified. No, <laughs> don't worry, fellas. They'll be fine. Orla Johannes, Andrea Lies, co-hosts of Now Trending Sundays at 2 p.m. here on CJD. And Paris Mansouri is with us as well, live on Facebook. Check us out. Talk to us. Interact with us. We'd love to hear what you have to say. Your text at 514-800 as well. News is coming up, and then we'll continue our discussion with these lovely ladies here on Passion. The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Straight talk that's all inclusive. Passion with Dr. Lori. News Talk Radio. CJAD 800. We are live on Facebook. It's the Passion View. Very special Passion View. I call it the media crew here. (laughs) Uh, All the ladies on radio on a regular basis. Orla Johannes, Andrea Elias, Paris Mansouri. Pretty much most of the women that are on radio are right in this room right now. (laughs) (laughs) Right? If you think about it. It's not that many women in radio. Here we all are. (laughs) We just need Lisa Christensen talking about cars and sex and then we're all good. You know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna see if Lisa would be up to join us on the Passion View. I love fun. Lisa; she's brilliant. <laughs> oh man, us, we got to stick together, women. That's yes. all I can say, right? Uh, this is the Passion View. So I gave out this uh, quote from a listener, and I want to thank you. And I forgot your name, unfortunately. I, I didn't keep attach your name to this but porn has given men unrealistic expectations of women while disney has given women unrealistic expectations of men which is a little bit with what we were talking about right the the role of women and if we grow up with all of these fairy tales how do we not integrate them into our thinking how do we not believe it we all want a prince that will like 
bring us diamonds and everything else. But coming back to your first part of that quote, um, men do, I believe, 120% have um, a false um, impression of what women should be like because of porn. Absolutely. 110%. (laughs) Including your own man. (laughs) But but here's the thing. Is that terrible? Because if you look at porn, there are so many different representations of women. I'm talking about... Yeah, but like I'm just generalizing here. And when somebody says porn star, they mean Barbie. Yes. Beautiful, tight little body. Great boobs, blonde hair, beautiful lips. Like every, I, I'm, okay. not, I'm not talking about. Oh, people are into like you just fat describe people, people the beautiful in... you. <laughs> <laughs> you think all of that, Orla. But here's the you thing: that I am a porn star. No. <laughs> Number one on Pornhub is Riley Reed, who is very flat-chested, not curvaceous, super skinny. Number two is Mia Khalifa, who's supernatural, Middle Eastern, long black hair, rarely wears makeup, has like big, big glasses. I told so, you she knew them all. I'm impressed. I'm a producer and I help Dr. Lori. Blame me. Blame me. It's my job to stay informed. So is that like a girl next door thing then? Is that what that is? is, There's all kinds. And then you have the Lisa Ann who's like probably in her 40s now and she's like an older lady with very big breasts. So you have Maybe you know all those women and that's great. But I'm agreeing with Orla. Yeah, yeah. Okay, whatever. I don't. uh, Can we just all jokes aside, Dr. Lori. You bought, you've interviewed them all on my show, apparently. So there you while go. While I'm not here. So, uh, but Orla's right. Like, over, over the years, there mm-hmm. is a formula or a, some kind of formula to the traditional produced porn. And, yep. and the women act a certain way. The women look a certain way. Their yep. genitals look a certain way. Yep. Why do you think women shave off all their pubic hair? Why? Where did that come from? Adriana Chechik, full bush. Okay, but that's coming She's, back. That's coming it, back. Oh, the bush is back. Us. The bush is back. The bush is back. <laughs> oh, apparently. My. But who oh, decides? My. Who decides? Porn decides. Yes. Yeah. That's what I'm yeah. that's the influence, yeah. right? I I remember talking to men who were like, Ew, pubic hair, that's disgusting. I'm like, what do you mean it's disgusting? It's like we've always had pubic hair. Well, <laughs> it's only recent that women are taking it all off. But that comes from pornography. So that's just one example of how our genitals should look. But what about how we act? Well, I mean, let's look at it this way. Um, We all, like that typical porn Barbie look that I'm talking about here. Um, As women get older, things change. And unless you go do plastic surgery, which I'm all for. But you know what? How how do some women keep up as they get older? As we we all get older. Who wants to? Because the internet is dictating how we should be looking and acting. Because some men believe that's how we should be. So those aren't the men I want to be with. Are we even aware of these expectations for men? Because I feel like there might be a big breakdown there of like, you know, men are looking at women a certain way. I would believe that a lot of women are completely clueless to the fact that men are looking that way. And most of the time women are getting dressed or presenting themselves in a way to impress other women, not to impress men. That's very true. That's very true. But when it comes to the bedroom, oftentimes, because more and more women are watching porn as well, Mm -hmm. like 40% of women, close. it's almost close to close to the guys well, it's everywhere it's, it's mo- right it's everywhere more and more women are watching they're being influenced by the same thing so they're looking at what what men like so yeah. they're trying to 
be or act or do what men seem to like on porn. So their expectations there. And then the men are expecting something also, and then add in the whole prince thing. I mean, it just gets, but say if you, sorry, Andrea, say, say if you've got the man that is like checking out all this porn and that's what he likes, but his wife isn't in that look, isn't in that category. So what is he going to do if that's what he likes, but that's not what he gets? Is he going to start looking elsewhere? Well, one is the fantasy and the arousing, and hopefully, you know, you would hope that the majority of men watching know that this is fantasy and not reality. Like when they're watching a, a car chase in a movie, that they know that's not real driving. I mean, it's a fantasy; it's entertainment. I, I don't think they realize that. You don't think so? No, nope, absolutely men are not. That dumb? Yep. So, do wow. we? Oh God, here come the emails. <laughs> okay, everyone, don't panic. Oh heavens. Um, so. Do we need to be talking about this? Like, is that the right move, you know, yes. to try to get like, well, okay, what are you into? What are you watching online to try to see, you know, if, if that's you something you need fantasy. to get? Yeah, or if you need to like sort of, I don't know, communicate better in the bedroom. Yes, was- we should communicate better, but we shouldn't have to fit necessarily this unrealistic, just like do, we shouldn't expect men to be princes either. No. Okay. Oh, the yes. same I'm way- sorry, Laurie, back up the bus oh. there. <laughs> <laughs> then you be the porn star for your prince. How's that? You know what? Then I, it works. I, I it's think, not a Disney I, movie. I, I think yeah, that's no. how our relationship does work. To be <laughs> for yours. All right. Well, I'm the but porn for star. some it can. That's yeah. okay. If that's your agreement and that you've talked about, it, I'll be your this porn star. Live, you be right? my prince. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot. Right. We're not taped. <laughs> it's live. We have a live on Facebook. Actually, we have Stephen, who's going to be on our boys' club panel on oh, Wednesday. Good. And he has an interesting to say. He's like, listening to this, I feel like women feel men can't tell the difference between fantasy and reality. That's what Orla's saying. For sure. For sure. But can men tell the difference? And can women tell the difference? I mean, can women tell the difference? Are women not expecting men to come and save them financially? Well, see, that's that's a good question. In terms of do our expectations fantasy... They don't seem to be. As women, we actually, I think many believe that, or at least if we're more in the traditional man as provider, man as, but many of us don't feel that way, but still many do. So it's not even a fantasy anymore. It it becomes the reality. So uh, in the other way around, though, it truly is a fantasy because it's, well, I was going to say it's a movie, but so is Walt Disney and all of that stuff. I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. <laughs> Help me! Um, Steve says we don't all like big boobs. That yeah, There you go. Oh, Steve, you don't know what you're missing, lovey. <laughs> Andrea's sitting right next to you. Hey, I'm okay. Be I'm nice to her. I'm okay with my A cup. I'm okay. I'm not uh, on the air. Sorry. Sorry. See, you won't hear them talk the like radio? this on Sundays. Somebody's got you, Andrea. Thank you. We have Cheryl Ann who says, I never wanted big boobs. I'm a woman, fit and attractive, small boobs, and very happy. Aww, there you go. Love you, Cheryl. We go from this to boobs all of a sudden. It had to go to boobs. Maybe next penises. I don't know. Uh, but coming up, I've got an interesting text about somebody who related to us talking about mom and having it all and talking about having it all sexually as well. So that's going to be really interesting. We'll we'll uh, read that out loud and watch us on Facebook. Interact with us uh, right here or right now. Go to the CJD 800 page or my page or Orla's page or any of these ladies' pages, uh, and uh, we'll discuss this.
It's sex out loud, and you're welcome to listen in. Passion on CJAD 800. We are live on Facebook as well as live right here for the Passion View. Orla Johannes, Andrea Elias in studio. They co-host uh, Now Trending Sundays at 2 p.m. on CJD 800. And they're all over social media as well. <laughs> all over. Paris Mansouri, also all over social media, uh, is here. She's, she's our CJD 800 contributor and uh, <laughs> oftentimes a replacement for me. Thank what you did you for want to say? Me. No, nothing. Oh, okay. you're smiling at me. I'm like, I don't know. Turn the camera on yourself for a little bit. Yes, Paris, you're beautiful. Oh Let people see you. Okay, we're going to right. turn this for a second. So oh, good. Oh, my God. All right. I have a couple of texts I want to share, which are very interesting. Finally, at age 46, I have come to terms that I don't fit into a box. Married with the same great partner for over 20 years, three kids, and being in the clo- being a closet lifestyler with hubby for the past eight years, which means they are practicing swinging, uh, experimenting with different facets of the lifestyle. So again, the lifestyle is considered open marriage type of thing. Uh, lessons learned, creating new boxes, suspending judgment, being mom, being wife, being career woman, and continuing to discover who I really am, including my definitions of who I am sexually. And newest addition, having gone on a one-week vacation by myself and having a date with myself. Very cathartic, very freeing, very healthy. I love that. I feel like it just sounds like she's just become so comfortable in her her skin. skin. And being able to say, you know what? I don't need to fit into all these little boxes. This is who I am. This is what my life is. This is my relationship. Yep. And I'm going to do what I need to to make myself happy. And to be able to go away on your own. Oh, my God. Like that that's, sounds, that's amazing. That's so You've good. never done that? You've never I done have. that? Well, I do. I we did that from day one. From since my kids were very very little. Oh, with our husband? Alone? Yes. No, no. Alone? Oh, on our own? On your own? Without your husband? You know what? Without the family? It's um the time alone is amazing. I've done it in the sense that like I've gone like let's say out of town for a baby shower, stayed in a hotel, had a few commitments in the city, but really spent like a lot of time on my own. And it's just it's good time. Oh, it's it's good. really good. I, I think- we did this. We separate vacations. Really? Oh yeah, we did this. Well, we we couldn't leave our kids anywhere. Yeah. So we <laughs> would take a family vacation like once a year, and then. Once a year, he, my husband would go off and go to a golf trip or Vegas with his buddies or whatever it was. And then once a year, I would go. And usually, I tied it in with a conference mm-hmm. or something in an exotic yeah. place. But we did this for 15 years before we ever went away together together wow yeah actually now you come to, now I come to think of it my husband has gone away on golfing trips and these <laughs> tips so why can't you go so you know what I think I'm going to get online tonight We're going. Expedia We're going. yes we are actually Andrea and I won a trip anywhere in the world <laughs> return here. with WestJet oh yes how did you I win that? that? Okay, you need to follow <laughs> Orla not- and Andrea oh on their social media. You guys need to follow them. I saw this online because they were at an event, at a charity event. It was a pink in the city. city. Yeah, and, breast cancer. And so you see them in the beginning. They're like waiting for the draw and they're like doing, you, you were doing it. And it was filmed. <laughs> and like, it was and- the whole thing. Yeah. And then you see them going through it. They're doing the draw. And then you see Orla, she's like, I won. I won. And it was, like, <laughs> yeah. it was pretty funny. It was pretty funny. Yeah. So yes, we are going We are going away, away together. You want to freak your husband out? Tell him you're going to like temptations oh or desire. Oh, God, no. I think we'll freak ourselves out. 
Uh, let me share this text. It should be noted that sometimes women become territorial in regards to roles in relationships, i.e. even if the male is a better cook, he cedes the kitchen to his better half. No, I, I, yeah. I don't think that's always the case. It's funny. When I moved in with my husband for the first time, one of my best friends said, you know, Pick and choose the rules that you want to have in your household because that's going to be the precedence. So if you don't want to take out the garbage, make sure he's taking out the garbage. If you don't from want day to, one, from day one, and it's true <laughs> though. Out. And like I was like, all right, so I picked and choose the household stuff I wanted to do, and just kind of sat back, sorry, Mike, and let him do the other <laughs> stuff. And it really is. But I would say both. It's not just a woman thing. I would say we're both sort of territorial with who does what in the house and just in general. But I don't think it's necessarily just women. Yeah, and it's not always fixed, you know. It's I, not... I just got a text from the husband, actually, Laurie, oh, talking yeah? about what text. And he says, oh, my God, I'm going to have to be nurturing and do some cooking. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you will. <laughs> the pressure's on. <laughs> no more traditional nothing, you know. Uh, and yet, it's interesting because you describe your marriage as more or less traditional, but I'm finding less and less we have these traditional marriage, but I'm always still surprised at how many younger people still are in these traditional marriages. And I'm like, I thought, I thought that was my parents' generation. Like for me, it's, it doesn't. And and I think it is a, a parent's generation. It, it is our parents' generation or my husband's parents' generation. And then out of respect, I think, and out of their, the way they've been brought up and their culture, that's what is integrated. And that's what they believe in wants to happen. The thing, the thing is, I, I, I truly believe, like, you know, your um, somebody said, you shouldn't lose yourself, and you should do what makes you happy, and if you can do it all, try and do it all, as long as you have a supportive husband yes. too, though, because what yeah. I've noticed is in the when the the traditional, more traditional roles. When the wife says, well, okay, see, I'm going out with you to watch the kids. I'm going out with it my girlfriend. A problem. It's Absolutely. like, you're yeah. going out again. Yeah. Like, why yeah. are you going out or what? You know, so, and it be, it becomes this kind of thing. Yes. So, mm, you know, it's like, there's a line there. It, it is a fine line with keeping yourself happy and with keeping your husband happy. <laughs> I can tell you, I have friends who've done that. And I had a friend of mine recently after 10, no, nine years of marriage, they have three children. She was like, you know what? I really just one weekend and, and she, it, she works part time. Uh, and then she, you know, does the rest of everything around the house. And the one time she went away for 24, hours, no, for 48 hours, it was a weekend away. He literally lasted five hours and then called his mom over and then called her sister over. And he kind of was like, I can't handle it. Yeah, I can't yep. handle it. Oh yep. And so she was like, she, it made her angry in the sense that really like you have to call in favors now. Like now we, you know, it's like your family, but you know, you still impose yourself on them. You of can't course, handle I, them for a weekend. I am not surprised by what you are telling me really wow. absolutely not i i do it all the time my husband and i go away separately like once a year whether it's like i'm going on a girl's trip for like a couple of nights yeah. or even longer and he does the same thing we also and don't get me wrong we travel with my four-year-old son an awful lot but we also go away together separately without him once a year i, We're fortunate. That, I mean see, that's to be able important to do it. that's to do, very yeah. important but it's um we really like he plays hockey monday and tuesday nights and then i'm out another night because i'm doing bedtime those two nights and i make sure like i'm going for dinner with one of my girlfriends <laughs> or two of my girlfriends right, you make sure right 100%. you're saying it's gonna be fair if i give you have two nights out i'm gonna yeah, have a night and it's at not, least a night out like it's not necessarily like a tit for tat kind of thing it's just like also for my sanity it's your and sanity. it's really i don't yeah. know like i need that in order i think to be a good happy 
life. Yes. And yeah. it's me time. I actually did a TED talk exactly on that long-term relationships, what's needed. The, our priorities are all messed up sometimes yeah. because it really has to be me first. Meaning, I'm not saying you neglect everything else. I'm just saying you have to take care of yourself. When you take yeah. care of yourself, yeah. you are a better parent. You are a better partner. Yeah. And then comes the relationship. And then comes yeah. the kids. And do you I, think I, that applies to men as well as women? Like the men having their me time? Well, I think it should be. I think it should both be should have me time. Oh, I don't sugar! Don't say that. One. Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> but as far as you, what you said, your husband has plenty of me time. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's you who's missing the me time. Yeah. But it's all like I mean, if you're happy, you're going to be better in your relationship. Absolutely. And if your relationship is strong, your kids are going to benefit. Absolutely, right? so, that's exactly. And mm. then the more likely you are to be in a satisfactory sexual relationship, all right? Because you don't have the frustrations the resentments yes. you don't have all of that yeah. so when you feel good in yourself because you've taken care of yourself you're far more open to be sexual yeah and far more in a relaxed state of mind yeah. to be able to be sexual for sure so we end on sex okay. how's that <laughs> sounds good <laughs> guys wonderful you gotta come back oh we yeah we love so much fun that's but... if our husbands allow us oh yeah right especially so yours yes <laughs> Uh, Orla, where can people find you on social media? On Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, Orla Johannes. Or driving her car. Yes! <laughs> yes. <laughs> Says Orla. You can find her there. Andrea, what about you? Um, on Instagram, Andrea Elias1, and on Twitter, just Andrea Elias. And the show, of course, tune into the show. You yes. can also follow the show, Now Trending Show. Uh, and that's Sundays at 2 p.m. right here on CJD. Paris Mansouri. At Paris Mansouri on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Wonderful. And you can find me at uh, Dr. Lori Batito on social media or my website, drlori.com. Don't forget that you can send in your questions anytime uh, during the week to have me uh, help you out with your sex life or your relationship. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you for all those who tuned in on Facebook. Thanks to our wonderful technical producer, missed him so much, Brian Kalisar. So glad to have you back with us. Uh, and uh, coming up next on CJD, the CTV National News. Wishing you a great rest of the evening and remember to live your life with passion. Feel what you never felt.